What's happening, everybody? And welcome to another installment of Unparalleled Sports Talk with your host, Kwame Fisher-Jones. As always, I am him. With the NBA season on the horizon, I'm excited about it. And to get the ball rolling on that enthusiasm, I'm going to jump into five NBA trades that need to happen, i.e. that should happen, and most importantly, that I want to see happen. So first, number five, we're going to start out with Trey Young and Damian Lillard. And I know, I know, Dame Lillard doesn't want to go anywhere but Miami. And I know, I know, the Hawks are planning to build heavy around Trey Young. I know, I get all of that. But let's be realistic here. The Hawks have gone about as far as they're going to go with Trey Young. They've fired about 100 coaches, and they're adding 100 more in the hopes of striking gold and getting the Hawks to the NBA Finals. That's not going to happen. And at this point, with the trade of John Collins, his team is staring down an inevitable rebuild. More importantly, Damian Lillard and the Miami Heat. Sending Damian Lillard to Miami doesn't make them a championship contender, but aside from all of that, the Portland Trailblazers don't have anything else the Miami Heat want, and the Miami Heat don't have anything that the Portland Trailblazers want. But both teams know that Damian Lillard is on the move. The Trailblazers know they want, they need to get rid of Damian Lillard, and they want to get rid of him, but they don't want to acquiesce to his, quote, demand of where he wants to go. So on the surface, that's why this trade would make sense. Potential hurdles could be that there's a slight salary mix-up between the two. I want to say that Damian makes about $2 million more than Trey, Trey Young, but you can match that with a draft pick here or there or some sort of move. Yeah, they, the salary is $40 million for Trey and forty five for Damian Lillard. So it was actually $5 million, so you would have to add a player into that. There's no problem there. Atlanta can do that. They can throw a... They can throw a reserve, they can throw a dead contract, there may be a first-round pick in there to make that happen. So that's not much of a salary to make up there. Another potential hurdle could be, obviously, that Damian Lillard doesn't want to go there. However, he's under contract. And with Atlanta staring down an inevitable rebuild anyway, it doesn't make sense for them to keep trying with Trey Young. So the act adding Damian Lillard would allow them to do that. And also, he's got a player exercise option available next year. So they can get that money off the cap. So they would be staring down a player that possibly may not want to be there, but with the player option the following year that he would most definitely exercise, it would allow Atlanta to get some much-needed cap relief. How this trade would help each team win specifically, let's start with Trey Young going to the Portland Trailblazers. It allows Portland to just full-throttle young team. Trey Young is a young guy who averaged, who's a double-double, 20-plus points, Average 10 assists a game, or right on the cusp of 10 assists a game. He's an explosive player. He's an exciting player to watch. He's must-see TV, but he's significantly younger than Damian Lowe, which is the big thing. So it allows them to add Anthony Simmons and see where he can go and see if he fits in the mix so they can move on from him. But it gives them a direction and a young core player that's already been to an all-star game that's not in his prime but approaching his prime, and you can build around his deficiencies with the picks that they have, and he can also play with Scoot Henderson, which would be key. Because let's be realistic here. Scoot Henderson is a guy that we don't know what he does. We know he's uber athletic. We know that he's got a great body, pause. But what is he good at on the court? We don't know yet. So pairing him with a Trey Young will allow him to find his space, and it gives you an exciting backcourt, and it's not going to take you out of any lottery potential because Trey Young isn't going to make a difference around a bunch of young players in a bad team. Now flipping the coin, going to the Atlanta Hawks, if Damian's on board, it gives you a backcourt of Lillard and DeJounte Murray. It also gives you a front court with DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. That could be a team that could win that division. And if you're winning a division that puts you in the top four seeds of the NBA playoffs, 
you don't know where you know the east i don't want to say the east is wide open but there's no formidable formidable opponent outside of the milwaukee bucks and i like the chances in the five game setup going into atlanta with those young players and a clutch player like damian Lillard that gives them a chance and also if it doesn't work out the hawks can get out of it damian can get out of it with the player option so it allows both teams to move forward in a direction that will allow them to be productive going forward. Second trade, and this is going to be number. This is going to be part one of my James Harden trades. Now the Sixers need to get rid of James Harden. They actually need to get rid of Dow Moore. That's a story for another podcast. They need to get rid of James Harden. Let's just face it. They need. To, it was shocked. Allegedly, the reports that they were shocked that he opted in, probably because they were going to try to work out some sort of sign and trade with him. But he eliminated that option when he decided to opt in. They need to get rid of James Harden. And it's not for lack of production, but it's a lack of productivity. What's the difference between the two? James Harden puts up great numbers, but he's not productive in the most critical parts of a game. And aside from that, he's significantly older than your core, which is Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. So a trade that you would need to have with any trade of Harden, you got to match salaries, which would be key. You got to match salaries. But more importantly, you got to match a player that can give you that production and productivity. So the first one on the list is going to be one Zach Levine in Chicago. Now, potential hurdles in this trade could be, quite frankly, Chicago Chicago Bulls don't want James Harden. But after losing Lonzo Ball for the foreseeable future and possibly for the duration of his career, if he ever is supposed to come back, adding a James Harden allows you to play with DeMar DeRozan. And it also gives you an opportunity for this team going forward to have flexibility. They're an older team, so they're kind of they're in the mix right now. They're just good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not good enough to compete for an NBA title. The acquisition of Harden will allow them to thrust into maybe the top tier teams in the Eastern Conference. It knocks on the door of a Boston, it knocks on the door of a Milwaukee, and it knocks on the door of Philadelphia. And people are going to say you got to include the Miami Heat, but I think Miami was more a product of teams not rising to the occasion, and Miami being a team that's always willing to chop wood. So. James Harden to the Chicago Bulls to me makes sense. Now, why would this help for both teams? Let's start with the Chicago Bulls. I just mentioned it'll allow them to jump into at the very least a second round playoff team. And you don't know, you know, DeRozan gets hot. You've got Vukovic. You've got a solid coach and Billy Donovan. There's a chance that Chicago could find itself in the Eastern Conference Finals if things go well, especially when you're focusing on the health of a Chris Middleton in Milwaukee and a Joel Embiid in Philadelphia. One thing about James Harden is we know he's going to be on the floor. Now, how he's going to play when he goes on the floor is irrelevant, but we know he's going to be on the floor. Same thing with DeRozan. DeRozan's going to be there. So you add those two players and you add good coaching. Whenever James Harden goes with good players around him, he wins about 50 games. So that's an opportunity there. Now, on the flip side for the Sixers, the Sixers need more perimeter scoring. Not just what Tyrese Max can give you, but they need an explosive player. And what I mean by explosive, it's great for a guy to give you 20 points. But if you want a guy that on a bad night can give you 20 points. And while you have Embiid, Embiid's inconsistent, Embiid's often injured, and he disappears at critical moments of the game. A perimeter player, a guy that can get his own shot, and a guy that can make the defense work. Why Tyrese Maxey grows into that explosive player, the all-star that you hope him to be would be a great addition for Philadelphia. And more importantly, it allows Tobias Harris to move over to a natural position where he's the fourth option, but he's a guy that can focus more on defense, focus more on rebounding. And when you get, when you call his number, he won't be so fatigued into getting his numbers. He's had back issues, knee issues. So this will allow Tobias Harris to move in. And Tobias Harris comes off the books at the end of the season. So when you lose Tobias or you let Tobias walk one of the two, you're not losing that perimeter punch, which is what you need. 
The second of my James Harden trade takes us back to the Dirty South and back to the ATL with James Harden for DeJounte Murray. I wanted, when it became obvious that Ben Simmons had to be moved, the guy I wanted was DeJounte Murray. I felt he fit perfectly with Tyrese Maxey. He's a guy that can defend both the point and the combo guard and the traditional shooting guard. He's a guy that can be a difference maker on the defensive side and as well as a difference maker on the offensive side. He's a guy that can run. He's a guy that can play in the half-court set. He fit perfectly with what Philadelphia wanted to do. The problem that you're going to have and the potential hurdle for this deal is, again, why would Atlanta want James Harden? More than anything else, cap relief. They just signed DeJounte Murray. Let's say the Atlanta season goes the way I believe it's going to go and there'll be a middle-of-the-muck lottery team struggling with an identity. You hear rumblings of players not getting along. The opportunity to get out from under a Murray contract, just like they got out out from under Collins' contract, and bring in a guy with James Harden who will put a little fans in the seat, give you a little buzz, something that could be too much for Atlanta to hop over. Now, the key here, though, is Atlanta would have to accept the fact that they're in a rebuild. And if they do not get Damian Lillard, they're in a rebuild. Let, let's let's make no mistake about it. Let's not lie to the congregation. They're in a rebuild. So by adding Harden, it'll allow them to not only expedite the rebuild, but give their fans something to watch while they go into the rebuild, rebuild mode. And it puts them in position to get a high draft pick. And it doesn't get rid of Trey Young, which could cause some backlash. For Philadelphia, potential hurdle, though, could be the fact that DeJounte Murray may not want to come to Philadelphia. It also could be a major hurdle. Outside of that, you know, as I think about it, I can't see a major hurdle here for Philadelphia. They Murray isn't a household name, but he's an all-star. He's a top defensive player. And he's a young guy that will give them an opportunity to grow with Tyrese Maxey. And now you've got Maxey, Embiid, Murray, and Tobias Harris. You just became an extremely long team. You still got to fill that stretch forward position and rebounding forward. But it gives you options. It gives you it gives you flexibility, lineup flexibility. And in those games where Embiid misses, it allows you to have a team that can get up and down the court. So that's why this – and it keeps Philly in the hunt, at least on paper, for an NBA title. There's – there's the the – with the issues with the Sixers, and we'll say this for our team review, starts and ends with Joel Embiid, not just his health, but his mental health. Is he going to be strong enough to get those nip and tuck buckets? But adding a DeJounte Murray, along with an ascending Tyrese Maxey, is gives you that third, gives you that three-headed monster that will be something to deal with. And he's under contract, so you don't have to worry about any changes. The Sixers will be having cat relief when Tobias Harris's contract's up. They're supposed to be looking to sign some top free agents, but if you look at the incoming free agent class, it's not much there to get you excited about. So number four, actually, because we gave you that. So just a recap, number five is Trey Young for Damian Lillard. Number two is Zach Levine for James Harden. Number three is James Harden for DeJounte Murray. Number four, I guess number two, is going to be Clint Capella for DeAndre Ayton. Now, if you notice, there's a certain theme here. Most of my picks are starting and ending with the Atlanta Hawks because Atlanta has a lot of talent and they're about to be on a fire sale. Now, when you look at what Clint Capella gives you, he gives you a a reliable rebounder, a shot blocker, a guy that doesn't need the ball, a guy that doesn't really want the ball, and a guy that's going to work hard for you. You look at what DeAndre Ayton gives you. He gives you an 18 and 10 guy. He gives you a young, much younger, much more explosive offensive player. Now, potential hurdles here for this deal is quite simple. Aiton, at times, can be a malcontent, allegedly. 
Aiden at times can miss be missing on offense, allegedly. Aiden at times can be a guy that disappears completely from a game despite being eight feet tall. Why would Atlanta want to hitch his wagon to that? Again, it gets them younger. It gives them a young guy under contract, a guy who has an opportunity, top pick in the draft, a guy that has an opportunity to be special if coached the right way. You just added Quinn Snyder in here. You gives Quinn Snyder an opportunity to get a guy that's separate from the Atlanta culture. And if Snyder can tap into Aiton's talent there, which is the same talent that made him a first pick in the draft, and you still got a DeAndre Hunter, and you still got Trey Young there. Now, why would why would Phoenix want to do this deal? Quite simple. It gives them more of a less of a star, more of a role player. It gives them a role player who's a star, a star role player, a guy that shines in his actual role, which is something they don't have. They've got redundancy with Brandon Bill and DeAndre, or excuse me, Brandon Bill and Booker, Devin Booker. And let's face it, at this point in Kevin Durant's career, he's an injury-prone player who gives you very little impact minutes in the playoffs. Gives you great numbers. But he's not impacting the game the way he did, let's say, three, four years ago. That's not a shot at Kevin Durant. not trying to diss. He's still one of the game's greatest scorers. But let's be realistic. Having Booker, Durant, and Beal, you're going to need a guy who can get your rebounds. You're going to need a guy who can run the floor. You're going to need a guy that's excited about setting screens. You're going to need a guy that just wants to win and be a reason, be a part of the winning. That's what Clint Capella is, and that's why Phoenix would make that deal. So it works for both ends. It's just one of those deals where is Atlanta ready to do that? Because now you're taking on a bigger salary, so you're gonna have to t- you're gonna have to give up a little bit more to get him. But he's a guy that fits your team. He would be great for the filling the void that John Collins fills with that screening role that Trey Young flourishes at. It also gives him a guy that can get rebounds. You're gonna have to call plays for him, which is something Collins wanted that he didn't get. But with the new coach. And if Atlanta does make the deal, then they're looking to win. I think Trey Young would be willing to do that. So finally, my last trade, number one trade, the biggest trade on the book, a trade that needs to happen that would help not only the players, but the NBA in general. And it would allow a young guy to reach his full potential, which could be arguably one of the greatest players in the game. That trade is going to be Zion Williamson for Tyler Hero. Zion need now potential hurdles in this deal are New Orleans doesn't want to make the deal, although Zion wants out. It's the weight problems tell you he wants out. His reluctancy to play tells you he wants out. His lack of enthusiasm, excitement for being there tells you he wants out. And the fact he's always never wanted to be there tells you he wants out. Tyler Hero has been dangled in multiple trades. You're trying to pawn him off on the Portland Trailblazers. That Portland is not looking to be interested in Hero more and, and you know, I question if Damian Lillard and Jimmy Butler can play. I have no doubt Zion Williamson could play with Jimmy Butler. All Zion needs right now is discipline. All Zion needs right now is accountability. All Zion Williamson needs right now is an organization that is going to hold him and give him, hold him accountable, hold his feet to the fire, force him to do the things he needs to be doing. That's not going to happen in New Orleans. No one believes you in New Orleans. New Orleans is the is the parent that spoils the kid, spoils the kid, and then when grandma or someone else is watching, they try to give you discipline. And the kid looks at you like, what? Now you want to be the tough parent? That's what New Orleans is. No one believes New Orleans is going anywhere. No one believes New Orleans is going to be a playoff, perennial playoff team. No one believes the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be doing anything in the NBA other than collecting checks and taking advantage of the salary structure. 
But Miami, on the other hand, is all about competing. Miami, on the other hand, is all about maximizing your effort. Miami, on the other hand, is all about accountability and doing the things necessary to be the best player you can be. From the weight training to the nutrition to running plays to spulsure, everything about Miami is basketball and intensity. That's what Zion needs. He needs a perennial, a proverbial foot in his you-know-what consistently for him to get to the talent that he needs to be. And that fits Miami. And Miami needs to get younger. They need a more explosive player. They need a guy when Jimmy decides that he no longer wants to be the scorer or whether he's tired or injured or can't carry the team. They need a guy who can go out and get you buckets. And they need a guy who can get you easy buckets. Now a team has to worry about not only Bam in transition, not only Duncan Robinson, who probably would have to be included in the trade, but they also have to worry about Zion Williams. It fits perfectly, and it gives Miami that true transcendent star they have not had since Dwayne Wade's prime, since LeBron James left. Those are my five trades. Finally, Hero going to New Orleans is what it is. New Orleans gets a solid NBA player. One of the better shooters in the league, a guy who could be a fringe all-star, makes it sometimes a guy gets hurt, but it gives him stability. He's under contract. You know where he's going to be. He'll be on the court for you. And he'll be a guy that probably plays about 60 games, shoots well from the three, plays well with Brandon Ingram, and he's not going to require much high maintenance off the court. So those are your five trades. Just to recap, Trey Young for Damian Lillard, Zach Levine for James Harden, or James Harden for DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella for DeAndre Ayton. And finally, the trade I need to see most, the one I want to see most, Zion Williamson for Tyler Hero. That's it for this episode of Unparalleled Sports Talk. As always, we appreciate your time of year. You be easy.